I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, peeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they crowd. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue. Commission as a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 31 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network. I am your host, Rocky Petrella at Dynasty FF Addict, along with Dustin Church at Dynasty Junkie FF. Dustin, how you doing this week? You know, I'm hanging in there. A little bummed I missed last week. Um, excited to be here podcasting. We have an amazing guest that I've been, I'm really excited to have on that I've been Hoping we're going to get on for a while, so I'm just excited to, to talk some football. It's crazy. We're getting closer and closer to the fantasy playoffs already, and it's it just happened so fast. I'm starting to make those those final pushes on my contenders, so I'm, I'm just excited. How are you doing, Rocky? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, it's kind of crazy that we're already going into week 11, uh, that COVID hasn't been more of an issue other than those couple early weeks. It's been a little surprising. Uh, they seem to have a new protocol where they don't need to cancel games, and we, we keep seeing guys pop up with COVID, but uh, you hardly ever hear, oh, the game might be canceled this week. So it's it looks like we might get through this whole season, which I'm kind of happy about. And uh, uh, I'm also very excited about the guest this week, so we'll get right to him. Uh, this week we have uh, John Bosch, commissioner extraordinaire, uh, Dynasty Wall Street, Dynasty Game Night, among other things. John, how you doing? I am doing well, fellas. Happy to be on here. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to talking some fantasy football tonight. Yeah, as are we, and we're very happy to have you here. So we'll get right into our fantasy face-off. Fantasy face-off. This week, we switched it up a little bit. Usually, the way we phrase the question is basically just who would you rather own, this guy or that guy? Um, but uh, with the... As Dustin said, with the season winding down here, the regular fantasy season, uh, the way we phrase the question this week is, as a contender, which player would you rather target and trade for help down the stretch in 12-team PPR Dynasty, which is a topic we're going to get into a little more later as well. But uh, the two guys that we went with, uh, I thought it was interesting, Tyler Boyd versus Will Fuller. They're both uh, both around the same age. Both guys you are, are not necessarily uh, cheap, you know, depth pieces, but they're not also studs that you have to pay up for. So I thought I'd make an interesting comparison and we threw it out on Twitter. I believe it was, uh, I don't have in front of me the total, but I think it was like 750 or so votes. And it was uh, Boyd won 62% to 38%, which is a little bigger of a gap than I thought it would be. But John, uh, which of these two guys would you rather target if, if you're a contender? So the question to me, it, I, the way the votes went, I think everybody just looked at it as, who would you rather have? 
to me, these two don't cost the same. <laughs> um, I want Boyd if it's just an even, you know, one-to-one cost, but I bet Fuller is a whole lot cheaper. Uh, even that said, I'd still pay up and take Boyd. <laughs> I, uh, I, I like him a lot. I, I'm going a, I'm to a become a decent fan of the Bengals' offense at this point, even though I'm a former Bengals fan in reality. Uh, Fantasy-wise, I, I like Joe Burrow. I like Tyler Boyd. I like T. Higgins. I like what that passing offense is doing. So uh, I'm going to take Tyler Boyd. I will have to pay more for him right now against Wolf, Will Fuller. I'm okay with that because Will Fuller is somebody that I never, never fully trust. Um, and even if he's good down the stretch, I don't trust him again next year. I don't trust him the year after that. I'm never going to trust him. Just never going to trust Will Fuller. Sorry, it's never going to happen for me. So even though he's cheaper – I would rather pay up and have what feels like a more sure investment of Tyler Boyd for this year and going forward. I I hear you on not trusting Wolf Fuller, and I, I agree with you. That's, I think, a big reason why the poll went the way it did. And because, like you said, I think people, a lot of people were just saying, I'd rather have Boyd over Fuller. Um, but this year, I mean, I definitely think they're they're very close this year. They're only about a half point apart. Uh, and points per game in PPR, uh, I, which is Boyd, uh, has the extra half point per game. But um, they're both consistently producing double-digit points uh, with with twenty, you know, twenty plus upside each week. Uh, so and both around the same age as I mentioned earlier. So I, I, I though actually, and I'm with you. I I've never been a guy who's wanted Fuller, but I've actually got him on my team a couple teams this year, and. Because of the way we phrased the question, I think this year I would rather have Fuller. Just I, I think he has – I know we all love Joe Burrow, but I do think right now Watson is still the better quarterback. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so he's tied to the better quarterback for your for your playoff run this year. And uh, like you said, the other big thing for me was that he's cheaper. The way we phrased the question, that does uh, – I'm not willing to pay the extra for Boyd because I think they're that close – uh, for my playoff run. So I would lean fuller here. Um, Dustin, what do you think? So I'm, I'm right there with Don. And I think the reason why he, he hit it, um, hit the nail on the head is I still want Boyd long-term over fuller. And so I'm willing to pay that up that little bit extra up right now above fuller to get Boyd. Cause I want him also longer. Boyd isn't a guy that I just need to buy for the playoffs. He's the guy that is is going to be part of my my lineup and flex positions going forward. So I'm I just I can't trust Fuller. I know that like he's 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 doing well right now, but he's already had a couple of games here and there um, this season. I just I don't want to to send anything for him for my playoffs where he might not be there, and that's honestly the case with Fuller. Um, Boyd never misses games, and he's got a pretty safe floor. You find I, wood and you put. knock on it immediately. <laughs> Good Lord, never say that kind of thing out loud. Oh, my God. Hey, it's, it's, never, it's never come back to hurt me before. Oh, um, man. So it's confirmed. Boyd, 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 Boyd AC, ACL tear next oh, week. I yeah. so pissed off. <laughs> I mean, I have I, I have a bunch of Boyd, so I'm hoping, hope, you know, but I've, I've never had it come, to hurt, come back to bite me before. Knock on wood again. Uh, <laughs> he does seem to be more um, durable just, than Fuller. I'll say that. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll go as far yeah. to say that. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so I, I still, I'm willing to pay the little bit, the extra that's going to take the boy because I want him more long term. And I'm not looking at, he's 
Boyd and Fuller both aren't old, so I'm not looking as they're just a rental. So, yes, I think that Fuller could have more blow-up games. But if I'm just looking to sweeten my lineup in, in the playoffs, I actually want somebody that it has a more consistent floor, which is what Boyd has. So that's the reason why I'm going with Boyd. These are I both get- good guys to go after, too, right now, because not only can they help you in the short term, like you said, they're not done. Uh, so they do have they have a little bit more long-term uh, viability even beyond this year. As much as I don't like Fuller, uh, he, he – he definitely will still have some value after this year. So neither of these guys, like you said, are, are just rentals. And that's that's the advantage of going when I when I do want to go buy a piece at the end, this is the kind of guy I want. Um, maybe not the flashiest guy, but a guy that's not just for the next three weeks. Granted, I'll pay the price for the next three weeks for plenty of guys too coming up. Mm-hmm. That'll happen. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, but I this is where I try and start. I try to get guys like this first. Yeah, and that's why that's why I thought it did make a good uh, comparison for this week. And and to your point I, about the floor, I mean, th- at least this year, Fuller has a decent floor. He's only got yeah. two games below double digit points, uh, and one of them was this past week where he was playing in horrible weather and, and still got eight point eight uh, when they weren't passing the ball a ton. Uh, and like you said, the, those blow up weeks could could win you weeks in the playoffs. So that that's why I'm going Fuller, but uh, I'm outnumbered this week, so. Uh, we'll, we'll just move on to the next segment, and that is our Commissioner Corner. Commissioner Corner. Uh, we've done that here and there during the season, but we could not uh, not do one with John Bosch on, you know, a, a well-known commissioner in, in the fantasy community. So I had a couple questions for John, and then actually a, a topic that was brought up with by a buddy of mine this week. Um, but, John, I just wanted to also just get um, kind of general advice for commissioners out there. Uh, if you're going to start commissioning a league, what what would your be your main piece of advice to to new commissioners out there? So the biggest thing for me when I decide to commission a new league is it's got to be a league that I want. <laughs> um, I I don't I don't start a league just because um, you know because I want to start a league. I start a league because I have a new idea that I want to try out. It's got to be something that I want to do that I'm going to feel attached to and responsible for. I think that's a key. Uh, that's where I start. I, I don't start just any 12-team, you know, 12-team whatever kind of vanilla leagues. Because if I want to play in those, I'll just go join those. <laughs> there's, pl- <laughs> there's plenty of options for me to do those and not be in charge. Uh, and I'm okay with that. So it's got to be something that I feel passionate about. Uh, that's just going to make me be a good commissioner of that league because I'm going to enjoy that league. I'm going to want that league to thrive. So I'm going to do a bunch of shit work <laughs> to make sure that's the case. Uh, and you have to be able to willing to take that on as a commissioner. After that, I mean, the, literally the biggest thing that makes or breaks a league is getting the right people to play in it. Uh, I mean, y- y- don't just take the first, you know, if you're, if you're doing a 14 person league, which is what you should do, because uh, 14 is the best number <laughs> or a multiple of 14, 56, do something, you know, whatever, a uh, base 14 league. Um, Get you plus the 13 other people right. If you can if you can get the right people, the league's going to be strong. And if you get the wrong people, you're going to have issues. Correct them as fast as possible. Uh, I've made mistakes. I've had people in my leagues that weren't the right fit. And they were moved on from quickly. I mean, it's, it's something that it ruins a league if you've got the wrong mix. So 
basically make sure that you love the league and want to be running it. And then make sure that you get people in there that want to play in the league. Everything else is everything else is details. It, it doesn't, it's not nearly as relevant as those two factors. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point about the, the people. Uh, I've been really lucky. Uh, I've, commission probably five or six leagues at this point and uh, when i first started out uh i kind of just got guys from twitter and things like that and i've been really lucky with some of the people i've gotten uh my first actual first well I, dustin is in that league but it was a breaking bad themed league um and uh, just throwing it out through twitter scott connor ended up in there um, who I, I didn't even really know who scott connor was at the time but that's a that's a, a great guy to have in your league there's some other guys who are or doing some things. FF Trader Joe is in there, so it's it's. When oh you get damn to- him! No, 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 <laughs> no! He's giving me all kinds of shit trying to trying to beat us in that vampire league we were talking about earlier. <laughs> no, no Trader Joe. Uh, Just kidding. I, yeah, really- when you get the right mix of guys, the worst great. I'm and, kidding. And- I do enjoy him in the league. He and I actually <laughs> go back and forth a decent amount with strategy talk, and it's. It's fun. I actually appreciate that. So yeah, he, he's an awesome guy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you get the, the – since I've done more leagues, uh, to your point too, I, I, I as I've done them, I, I don't come up with as quite creative ideas as you. But each league I've added as a commissioner, I always try and switch it up a little bit. Um, like I, I have an all-flex league um, where you don't have to start any particular position rather than Those just going – Yeah, so different things like that always does make it fun. I don't want any of my leagues to be the same. Um, but uh, – Dustin, any 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 thoughts on what John said? No, he. I mean, the like he said, you know, you want to have a league that is fun, but also like he said, with great people. Like, I actually just had to remove my first owner this this week. Um, I had him in two 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 leagues of mine, and he just kind of I I took a, a, someone's word for him and, and brought him in. Didn't didn't vet him like I usually do, and um. But I, I was lucky up until this point. I've never had to remove anybody from a league. Um, th- some people left on their own, but I've never had to use commissioner powers to remove somebody. Um, but, it, it, you know, like at the end of the day, you just do what's right for the league. But surrounding yourself with good people, it's going to make any league fun. How, and then for me, it's always having, you know, uh, you want bylaws um, as a commissioner. Um, you want bylaws. It's going to show that you're serious and it's going to help protect you and the league from anything that happens. And then a, a way to communicate, a communication platform, you know, Vox or GroupMe or whatever that, that is, like just make it a way for everyone to be able to communicate with each other. That's going to keep it active throughout the entire season and in the non-point scoring season as well. So those are my big takeaways. Just make, you know, activity is what's going to get people to stay. So finding ways to make that active um, will keep your owners as well. I'm so glad you said bylaws because I should have mentioned that. Like I, I love my bylaws. <laughs> anybody that knows, anybody that's in any of my leagues knows that I spend way too much time writing them, and then I expect people to follow them. <laughs> yeah, so. my my bylaws are 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 basically like a novel. So um, I'm right there with Dustin. And Dustin, every time we've done the commissioner corner section, it feels like he brings up bylaws. So yeah, we're both on board there. It's super it is important. important to have yeah. bylaws. And I mean, if you're if you're a player that wants to look for a league, honest to God, that should be something you're looking for too. You should if if you're just joining a league where you don't have the bylaws, where those aren't written up yet, that's not a good idea. Like, yeah, make sure you have the rule set before you join because guess what? If you don't, that rule set's never going to get written, and that league's going to be a shit show. 
Yeah, that 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 is definitely the case. I and that's something I do do when I uh, look uh, to join a new league. I, I always look on that on especially on MFL that additional rules thing and yep. uh, seeing if it's there. If it's that's not, where they I'm should a little, all be. They yeah. should all be published right there. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so, I'm the type like as a commissioner myself, I'm more active. So like, I don't want to do anything that's going to put any any moves i make in jeopardy if it's not in the bylaws yeah, you know exactly. so like, oh, i wanted there to like protect myself as well as hey i told you all that still... this rule i'm gonna exploit yeah. it you had the chance you just didn't read the rule <laughs> <Yep>. then, like, <laughs> you didn't read the I mean, rule it said everybody gives their picks it, to john yes. i mean no i'll wait that <laughs> hey i'll be open and honest um, yeah, here like, if i write the rules i'm gonna know them better than everybody else it's yep, definitely exactly. an advantage and, like, unfortunately you have to do a yeah. lot of extra work too so that's why you get a little of it advantage <laughs> of course and like you know but i'm just like i'm also a player so i need to protect myself as a player and as yep. a commissioner so like that's just it has to be there yeah so so Agreed. speaking of rules uh i'm not in any of of your leagues uh, other than the you know the eliminators which you you take care of but uh i've definitely heard about some of the crazy leagues you come up with with very detailed rules so how do you come up with these crazy league ideas I have no idea. I, <laughs> I have, I have something wrong with me. I, I mean, that's, I literally, I have no idea. Uh, usually it's in a conversation that I'm having with somebody uh, and just a little nugget of an idea, I'll like spring forth and I'll be like, Oh shit. All right. This is going to be a new league now. <laughs> uh, and then I kind of try to ignore it and I don't think about it. <laughs> I try not to think about it. And then I ignore it some more. And then I ignore it some more and it's still there. And after like a few weeks, I'm like, nope, just keep ignoring it. And if it's still there, <laughs> then I start to write down bylaws and I'm like, all right, I, I kind of have to start. Like I, if it's an idea, I can't get out of my head. I have a lot of ideas that uh, pop in my head. And then after I think about it for a while, I'm like, you know, that would end up being a lot of work. That would be too much. I don't want to do that one. But if, if an idea sticks and I just can't get it out of my brain, then I have to do the league. Like there's <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, it's like when you have, you know, an earworm, the only way to get rid of that song is like to hear that song and sing it or whatever, you know, otherwise you drive yourself crazy. So unfortunately that's how my, my brain works. It's like I said, it's wired. I think there's some, some miswiring up there, but uh <laughs> It's funny you you say that about nothing. I kind of thought you might say, ah, you know, I don't know, but um, because I actually had uh, I I don't know where this idea came from, but uh, I actually came up. This is actually a redraft thing, but I actually came up with an idea for a league. Uh, it's basically based on the show Survivor. People get voted out, but there's Love a whole Survivor. fantasy aspect to it. We uh, play it, fantasy Survivor in my household. <laughs> I'm so, not kidding. <laughs> um, well, like with the show, you mean? Oh uh, yeah, Ryan Howell yeah. at at Fighting Chance. I Fantasy. did that last year. Yep. This so. is sort of the reverse of that. <laughs> oh, where I know. It's, I, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. Where it's, and I don't know where it came from, but, but people seem Dustin was actually in, and he was the first voted out. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, so I have no idea where that came from. It just I'm a huge Survivor fan, also, so it just came to me one day, and I I thought of it, ran it by Dustin. He thought it was cool, and and I i eventually just decided i i wanted to do it. and everyone seems to be having a good time it's winding down now so uh it's definitely interesting but i don't know that i could keep doing that like i like i said i, I hear you have many different weird types of leagues <laughs> i got like three in the uh that are in the saved in the microsoft doc 
<laughs> segment too. Like did I this year I was I promised myself I wasn't gonna start any. I did start one. Uh but it, and I had it planned for a while. But I have like three others that I really want to get started and going. And uh I'm trying to I'm trying to wait. I knew 2020 was gonna be a disaster. Right. <laughs> one startup season. So I definitely didn't want to do a lot of them. I'm probably gonna have at least one coming next year where uh I call it like choose your own adventure. <laughs> Where we're just gonna like take the ADP uh, off of an probably MFL for a startup, and let's say it's a fourteen team league. It'll start out as a fourteen copy league, and you can basically just pick instead of having to say, "Well, I'm I'm the one hundred two. I want the one hundred two. That means I get the two thirteen. Well, if you stay in like this, have you just kind of zigzag down, like, and you get to choose your own picks. Because if ever, like, I kind of want to see what would happen if everybody gets to pick. Like, there's no restrictions. There's nobody jumping in front of you to steal a right, guy. Right. Like, if you have total freedom to make your perfect roster, how bad can we fuck it up? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> like, that's so that's the that's the idea that right now it still bothers me that I didn't start that uh, because I've been thinking about it literally at this point. God, I've been thinking about this league for months now. That's that's terrible. That's how long I can't stop thinking about these stupid things. So then I have to do it uh, because I kind of just want to see that chaos. I kind of want to see, <laughs> I want to see if everybody is literally starting on the exact same playing field and you could do whatever you want. Like it will everybody take Christian McCaffrey. Well, it'll be a super flex. Will everybody take Patrick Mahomes? Does that help you if everybody else is taking <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes because it'll be blind, like it'll be a blind submission. So nobody will know what everybody else is doing until everybody knows what everybody else is doing. So like all of a sudden you're just going to see like, well, did I select a guy that is now a hundred percent owned? That's worthless. <laughs> right. Yeah. You have no trade value then. Cause you can't trade it to anybody because everybody else has it. It doesn't give you an advantage on the roster. Like, so I, I really think it would be so cool. That <laughs> like, is cool. Like, is, I, yeah. it, is it an advantage to actually get Patrick Mahomes on your team if 12 of the 14 teams have it? I don't think so. I think the person that leveraged having anybody but Patrick Mahomes then has a major advantage because if something ha happens to Patrick Mahomes, those two teams that don't have him just skyrocket to the top. Like, uh, So I like – that's an idea that I can't stop thinking about right now. And uh, yeah, I think about it at times I I'm like working and I shouldn't even think about it. I, but I can't, I can't get it out of my head. And adds a whole nother, yeah. Layer of strategy there. Like, do yeah. I, do I take the best players? Do I take a guy that's sort of good, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. So it's going to give me an advantage if something happens to the other guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. That guy busts. I, so I, I don't know. And I don't even know which way I would go. Like, yeah, I don't so, know. If I put myself... Do I take Will Fuller or do I take Tyler Boyd? Like, <laughs> oh, there you go. They're not going to be in the same round of uh, startup <laughs> ADP, but uh, there's no chance they're in the same round of startup ADP. But, like, I uh, I think about it a lot. Like, would I take Patrick Mahomes in that scenario? So, so I don't know if I would, but then I, then I, then I, can I outthink myself? And can, will I go, well, everybody's going to think that way. And these are smart people in this league. They're all going to want the advantage. So they're all going to go with Kyler Murray. So maybe then I go, Pat Mahomes, and then if everybody goes Kyler Murray, not only do I get the player I really want, but I also get him and the leverage. Oh, uh, it's so crazy. 
Like this, Man, that the, sounds fantastic, though. This is the stuff I waste my time, my brain space thinking about. I can I, see how excited you are about it. Like, I, I know. know. He's, I, yeah, it's all over his face. I'm super excited. You, it's so people stupid. can't see it, but uh, they can probably hear it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I they I can. Don't, I don't hide it well when I get excited about a league. <laughs> I, I regret. I regret not having started that one because that's going to be so fucking fun. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be awesome. Dustin and I will be awaating our invites in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Hey, no problem, man. Hey, okay. I, I'm in. I'm always, um, I'm always down. <laughs> honest to God, this league could be like a 28-person league. There's no limitations because yeah. you can make it whatever. I mean, it, there's no matter who joins, it, it really doesn't matter. Do, do you know, does MFL have a, a limitation on how many copies you can do? Uh, I think it's 99. Oh, okay. So no, I think it scrolls all yeah. the way to the bottom of double digits. And yeah, that's true. You could just put as many people as you want in there. Then yeah, yeah. How do okay. you know? oh, we God, that's awesome. so fun? So fun. We just spent way more time on that question than you were expecting to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Uh, but I was yeah, I was very glad to hear that. Exactly, like Dustin said, it's all good. That was very interesting. Um, but we did have an actual just sort of general commissioner topic that I wanted to bring up because um, a buddy of mine in a home league actually brought this up to me this week uh, for something he's thinking about doing next year um, in regards to playoffs. Um, and I'd never heard this before. Maybe one of you two have. But his thing was that he's going to order the teams by record from 1 to 12 um, at the end of the season as we get into the playoffs and then also order them by, by season point totals 1 to 12. Uh, add the two numbers together. So if you're first in points and first in record, your total would be two. Um, if you're last, your total would be 24. And then the six teams that would make the playoffs would be the six teams with the lowest total of, of that number. I was just curious what you guys thought of that um, as a way to decide playoffs. It's sort of kind of related to victory points in a way because points are like involved. like a reverse of it. Yeah. So, like I said, I've never, I mentioned the show sheet, I've never seen it done this way. I, I thought it was kind of interesting, so I wanted to get your guys' take on it. Uh, John just talked a while, so Dustin, what, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, that was my first thought, is it was kind of like reverse of victory points. I, I I have a victory points league, you know, I, I um, award two points for the top four scores, one point for the middle four, and zero for the bottom four. Um, and then same thing with, with points, um, the top four points, um, and, and, or wins and losses, uh, for top six and bottom six. So it just seems like it's the reverse of victory points. Um, the, the victory points league that I run, um, it's, it's worked really well. We're in year two right now, but it, it worked well, um, getting, I think the best six teams really into the playoffs or, or pretty close. Uh, this sounds like it would do that as well. It's just a, a different way of looking at kind of the same thing. Um, you could really like you could award uh, whichever way you do it. The the um, it's basically the the same thing. So I I like this this format. And I like this concept personally. Yeah, and just to be clear, I mean this is just end of season. There wouldn't be points each week. It would just be end of season. You rank each team one to twelve, and then put them in the playoffs that way. Um, John, what are your thoughts on it? I like it. I mean, I, I like anything that doesn't reward just record. You do have to reward record. Right. <laughs> if you play in a head-to-head -head league, then head-to-head -head league record has to matter. Otherwise, don't make it a head-to-head -head league. Um, so it's got to matter. But it shouldn't be the – for me, it shouldn't be the only thing that matters. I don't play in any leagues 
uh, that I don't, I'm sorry, I don't join any leagues anymore that don't have at least one, hopefully two, playoff spots reserved for points for. Uh, the way that I set up my playoffs across just about all of my leagues, like I said, it's usually a 14-team league, six teams get in the playoffs. Position one is the best record. Position two is the most points that wasn't position one. And then it goes back to record for seed the three seed. Then it goes back to points for the four seed, then record for the fifth seed, then points for the sixth seed. I think I have one league where the sixth seed isn't points. It's the best all play that's not in. Um, for me, I, I never feel like I have not gotten the best teams in the playoffs doing this. I think what I think what your friend's strategy here will accomplish is the same thing. Um, it's a little more work than I want to do. Like for me, it's real easy to just look record points, record points, record points. Um, but anything that you can do that, that rewards the best teams, somebody should get in if they have the best record. Even if they don't have a lot of points, they should still get in because they won the games when they needed to win them. That's why we still play head to head. It's fun as hell on a Sunday or a Monday, I guess at this point. Uh, cause let's face it. You always have a Monday sweat if you're playing with 10, 11 roster spots. Uh, so I, I like anything that rewards beyond just the record. I like victory points. I play in some of those. I have no preference on how people set it as long as it's based on not just record. That's just the worst way to determine the best teams. You have to have a mix because otherwise a good team always gets screwed by schedule variants. You can go on the MFL and click that all play percentage and you'd be amazed at all. There's always at least one team that's like near the bottom when you click the all play, it's like, whoop, they jump right back up. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, they just had shitty schedule variants. You should not be punished completely for that. Punished a little bit. Yes, not completely. Yeah, I kind of love this when he told me about it. Because because like you said, I mean, every, you know, dynasty league, I mean, like you said, basically has at least a spot or two reserved for points. Um, because, you know, points are more indicative of how good of a team you are than record. But uh, every, no one wants to take out the head-to-head. -head. I've never played in a league where you just get in by total points. I, I know they're out there. Um, but the head-to-head -head is part of what makes it fun. And I think this is just a really good melding of the two. Um, I guess the only issue might be is, is what you have to come up with a, a tiebreaker. I'm not sure if the tiebreaker for record as points makes sense in this scenario because you're already factoring in points. Hopefully so one-to-one sure. head-to-head if you only play everybody once. Yeah, that's true. But, which uh, is why you should have a 14-team league. If it's a 14-team league, then you can do that. This yep, The league he's doing it for is the 12-team redraft. Oh, so, so they, so, yeah. play, they play so, three teams twice and everybody else once. So. Yeah, yeah. There's and divisions inevitably, and all that. It'll be yeah. a one-to-one -one split on the, whoever that's high is. Know, exactly. <laughs> so he, he'll, I'll let him come up with the tiebreaker, and then maybe we'll mention it on the show that later on. <laughs> but, yeah, I think you'd have to come up with it. But other than that, I love it. Points so. four should be the first tiebreaker because that's that's really who should – that's what probably yeah i just feel like I mean, then just, if you're doing that you're sort of double counting the points for but, yeah, but if whatever you make it, record, it is more if you, important. Make, if you make it record you're double counting the records so. yeah so um i don't know what the, a third tiebreaker would be besides head to head so yeah <laughs> head to head should be first yeah. <laughs> like if you beat that person that should be first if that's an option yeah okay uh that was good talk there good commissioner talk this week um, so we'll move on to our dynasty strategy portion of the show. Dynasty strategy. Just every week we do start with some injuries. Really this week, I thought there was only one major injury. There's 
there's some a lot of quarterbacks this week. There is uh, Bridgewater and Locke and, and Foles, but all of them seem like short term. So I didn't really want to get into those. But the big one was Drew Brees uh, has the cracked ribs and a punctured lung, uh, saying he's at at least two to three weeks. One of the early reports I saw said that they're that he should definitely be back for the playoffs, the, the NFL playoffs. So I kind of feel like just given punctured lung sounds bad to begin with. Um, It's probably going to be more than two to three weeks. So uh, what, what do we think? I know, I think I want to go to you, John, because I, I'm pretty sure I remember correctly. You're not a big Jameis guy. I love and hate Jameis. Jameis is a scoring system dependent favorite of mine. (laughs) I have him in some leagues where there's no negatives. Uh, like he is on my capitalist pigs roster. And I love that because there's no negatives. I have him on some teams where there's negative four for interceptions. I hate Jameis on those rosters. <laughs> um, so, I mean, Jameis is, he is the ultimate like scoring dependent system quarterback. <laughs> you know, some, some leagues I'm more than happy to have Jameis. I'll throw him out there. I don't, I love that he throws interceptions in leagues where that don't hurt you for interceptions. Interceptions are good for a quarterback. It means they have to throw more because they just screwed up. Um, so, like, they have to throw more to overcome their own stupidity. No, that's not always their fault. Uh, so, like, Jameis is really somebody that – that's what I base how I like Jameis uh, is what the scoring system is. Just a standard league, whatever, negative one, negative two for an interception. I, I'll add Jameis. I, I – I play cheap quarterbacks. Unfortunately, I don't know if Jameis is cheap. If I can get him for a second to replace, if I have Breeze, if I can get Jameis for a second, I'll pay that instantly. I kind of think he's probably going to cost more than that if I want to go try and acquire him right now. And if I, I'm going to pay, I was just going to say I agree, especially yeah. because I think a lot of people think he might replace Breeze next year as yeah. well. Yeah, so they're going to be somewhere higher. else. Yeah. yeah, or or maybe he earns himself a job with, with with this audition here. So if I have to pay a first, I'm gonna shop elsewhere. I think I can get a better quarterback for a first. I I don't have the confidence level of Jameis's future that some people seem to have. I don't think he lasts in New Orleans if he is. I don't think Sean Payton puts up with the way that he is mm, carefree. With the ball, we'll say <laughs> not careless. He's carefree. Uh, so I don't. I don't think is. I don't think he's. I don't think he's long for being the Saints' quarterback. Even if he does get the job next year, I don't feel secure in that. If I would rather go out and get Ben Roethlisberger, pay pay for him. I don't think he's going to cost you a first. Hopefully not. If if it does, maybe you can at least get something back on the other side. Uh, he should be cheaper than Jameis, and I would rather have him and figure out the rest of it next year. I, I like that you brought up Peyton because I, I was also wondering, do you think that the, like we knew last year, we, last year was kind of, we could kind of all see it coming. Arians likes his guys to just chuck the ball all over the place. He's had multiple quarterbacks. who have had, had high interception totals. Do you think there's any chance that, that Peyton can maybe somewhat coach down these interceptions or Jameis oh, is just going to throw it up? Yeah, he could. He, I mean, he might, I think, I think he will try and control him, but I think that's going to limit, the fantasy upside of Jameis Winston, um, which means I don't want to invest that much in him. I don't think he's, he's not as good as Drew Brees. <laughs> uh, granted, Drew Brees doesn't have the arm to chuck it all the way down the field anymore, I guess. But uh, Drew Brees makes the right decisions most of the time. Jameis doesn't make the right <laughs> decisions 
all of the time. He makes more bad decisions. So in a limited capacity, I, I really, I do think Peyton will try and structure the offense to the point where he tries to almost uh, Jameis proof it. Uh, and make, and she, I don't think he's going to want to put Winston in the situations for Winston to cost them the game. So I think they will try and structure the game plan to that, which inevitably I think hurts his fantasy upside. I think he'll be fine. He'll be a quarterback too every single week. I don't think he has that. You know, there were some weeks last year where he threw for like three, four touchdowns and just a ton of yards. I don't think he has that upside in New Orleans. If he does, that's amazing. It would be so mm-hmm. good. It would be good for Michael Thomas, yeah. who, could use, who could use a little burst of energy. Um, I don't see that happening over the next few weeks. I don't think Sean Payton wants to take that risk. I think it's a lot safer for them to play a safer game. I mean, they have give the ball to Alvin Kamara, give the ball to Latavius Murray, throw short, quick passes to Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Let Alvin, like, I think Alvin Kamara is in for a boatload he's already got a lot of points i think he's in over a boatload more points because i think the offense is going to be structured to just play it safe and let the let them make let the playmakers make plays so i I don't see a lot coming from Jameis. he will get his points i don't think it's going to be i don't think it's going to be it'll be like drew Brees. i mean drew Brees right now isn't (laughs) isn't really like all that threatening you don't think you don't think of drew Brees as the guy that's going to win you the week you think of drew Brees as like Okay, like I can start him as my quarterback too, and I feel good about it. It feels good. It's it's a safe, secure play. I think that's the same as Jameis. And and speaking of the, the playmakers making plays, Dustin, I'm going to throw this to you as another topic I put on there. Michael Thomas has, has done virtually nothing mm. um, in the games he's played. <laughs> His total in three games, uh, one before he got hurt, two after he got back, is 10 for 95 and zero touchdowns. That's three games. That, that was – that was worse than most a lot of his games last year. So, um, do you what? What do you? Do you have any concern about Thomas? Um, and and do you think this helps anything for Jameis uh, coming in? Helps anything for any of the other guys? I'm still not really that worried about Michael Thomas. Um, my might be because I own him all over the place, <laughs> and I bought him this off season Ooh. on some contenders, and so I'm maybe that's just me hoping that there's nothing wrong there and that he's going to be fine. I does, your do neck think get, that... does your neck uh, like get in, does your neck get a little sore when it's buried in the head, buried in the sand at that angle? Like, <laughs> yeah, um, I gave up oh, BJ Moore in a top three pick for Michael oh. Thomas. And, oh. yeah. Well, luckily DJ Moore's not doing yeah. super great. <laughs> <this> year, <yeah. laughs> and I'm, I'm still, I'm still oh, nine and man. one in first place in point. So like, I'm still all right. I am still, I've been fine without him, but I do think that Jameis will help Michael Thomas. And that also could be wishful thinking. Um, it's all going to be Sean Payton own game plan. Um, and I, I agree with what everything that John said. Like, I don't think that uh, Sean Payton's a smart coach. He's not going to put Jameis in the, in the position to lose the game. Um, I do think that if it's going to go to anybody besides Kamara, that it, Obviously, it's going to be Michael Thomas. That's the easy answer. Um, I still think that, like, he's he's just coming back slowly, and I'm not I'm not worried about it. I'm not selling him. It's going to be Jared Cook. You watch. It's going to be Jared <laughs> Cook, and it's going to just or it'll be even worse than that. Like, is Josh Hill still there or somebody? It'll be yeah. some. It'll be somebody that's just going to piss us all off. 
Traycon Smith, you know, everyone like played hey, him no, when Michael I would Thomas love was that. Like, it's gonna be Taysom fucking <laughs> just, Hill. It's I was just gonna, gonna be Taysom Hill. To Taysom Hill. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be the worst. Anytime they need a good throw, like an important throw, they're gonna bring in Taysom Hill. I <laughs> hate I hate Taysom Hill like for the past. Is there anyone in fantasy football that likes Taysom Hill? I don't think so. <laughs> I love chaos because I I find it enjoyable. It makes me laugh when like I laugh at the pain of all of us. Uh <laughs> even I get annoyed when he uh, but that's because I have a lot of Kamara. So <laughs> comes in and I'm does that like, damn option, uh, and he never gives it to him. He they're in the goal line. Who's him. it going to? Who's it going to? And I'm like, of course, it's Taysom Hill for the touchdown. Like, like, if Taysom <laughs> Hill is looking to give the option, and he's holding that ball in front of Kamara. Kamara just—I don't even know how he runs up to him. He knows he's not giving it to him. He knows that Hill's going to hold on to that ball. He's never giving it up. Uh, I, I need to look up. I'm curious how many of those, you know, that the play they always run where he's the option to give it to Kamara or hold it and run it on, on his own. Bet you overwhelmingly he keeps it to himself. Selfish, <laughs> selfish, selfish bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm basically with you guys. I, I, I'm not too worried about Thomas. I mean, I do think maybe the, the, the injury could be lingering. I mean, we saw with Kamara, I am um, a little worried about him. Yeah. Not with you that, guys, because I'm a little worried about him. <laughs> um, so, I mean, maybe that's the case. and, and, and But uh, I still think eventually he's got to get it going. And I think uh, I, I don't think Jameis really affects him one way or the other. Um, I will say once he has his big game, I will be trying to sell him. Because yes. we, we know yeah. that exactly what every, everyone's just waiting for him to, to show that he he's back. He's going to have a blow-up game, and everyone's going to, like, Go back Do to you pain. Think he's gonna yeah. have a blow up game with Jameis though, because that would mean Jameis having to be able to chuck it to him I, repeatedly. I, I, th- I, I think it'll happen. Oh man, <laughs> maybe that's wishful uh, thinking. I've been pretty optimistic so far in this episode, but I, <laughs> I just, I think like it's gonna happen. Like he's he's their he's their outside of Camara, he's their best player. Like it's gonna happen. I'm definitely much more nervous than you are about Michael Thomas. Yeah, I, I can I can definitely see that. Just like I said, because I'm a little worried about the the injury lingering, um, like we saw with Kamara last year. And, and I mean, Kamara wasn't awful, but he was not the Alvin Kamara we're seeing this year. So, um, but uh, we'll get on to the next topic, which, like I said, we're going to get into some trade targets in a minute. But there was a trade brought up in our on our Trade Addicts three chat with Dustin. I just wanted to mention. Mainly just because of of a comment by FF Trader Joe, actually, um, the trade itself was uh, Deontay Johnson and a mid first for Galladay um, that somebody was was saying throwing out there and uh, in another league and what what do we think of it and that kind of thing. And to me and Joe, actually, uh, I thought it was easily Deontay and the mid first. Um, and the the comment that I wanted to mention that that Joe threw out was that. Next, this time, and this, this will speak to you, John. Given I know what you do on Wall, on Wall Street with the, the advanced rankings, is he said this time next year, Deontay will be worth more than Galladay. Um, and uh, I, I just wanted to throw that out there because I just want to, I think, I don't think people have fully caught up to how good Deontay really is doing because of all the injuries this year. He's played five full games, uh, he's got at least 10 targets in all of them. And uh, I, I mean, he's the lead dog in that offense. I think Juju's leaving next year, uh, and he's produced pretty much in all those ten. I know, obviously, if you're getting ten targets, you're going to produce. So, uh, what do you think about that comment that that Deontay will be worth more than Galladay at this time next year? So, first, let me ask. I assume this is Superflex, right? 
yes. Okay. I think the mid first might end up being the most valuable. <laughs> um, I'm not uh, like I'm. I I know that's everybody falls in love with next year's class. Yeah. Mid first. Let's just say 106. So knock out three of those picks in front that are quarterbacks, at least three, maybe more, probably at least, probably just three. Knock out ETN. That means there's two more picks before you get to that 106. I love some of the wide receivers coming <laughs> in 2021. Um, I can't tell you how much I love Jamar Chase. Uh, it's it's wrong. I, I really, really, really like him, and he's not alone. So to me, if I'm comparing basically Galladay, Deontay Johnson, or I, again, you should not get infatuated by picture, by people you don't have. But man, at one, let's 106 mid, mid first. That's where I'm basing it on. You're probably getting a wide receiver that I think has better upside than Galladay and Johnson. I really like that class. Maybe not, but it's at least close enough to the point where, like, this is a smash on the Deontay Johnson yeah. one, the Deontay Johnson mid first. The mid first alone, to me, could be better than Galladay. Deontay Johnson could be better than Galladay. Um, two that are could be's one that I think is probably likely, and the other one is probably even. I don't see that much of a difference between Deontay Johnson, Kenny Galladay, value wise at this point. And you're getting the extra like mid first. That's a smash to that side. I I have Galladay in a league. I might go. I might go try and find out if I can get this kind of a deal for him because uh, that's just fantastic. Yeah, this is a smash on that side for me. What about you? Yeah, so I I'm right there with you. I I agree with Trader Joe. What Trader Joe said as well on Deontay. So like you're getting two pieces that are potentially more than Galladay. Yeah. Um, like, and if, if, if Deontay hadn't missed those games, he probably would, would have, he's, he's outscoring what Galladay is doing already this year in a points per game basis. And Galladay's and, not playing right now. He's yeah, gonna, exactly. He's taking he, his he, time off now. Deontay just yeah. took his time off earlier. That's and he missed at the beginning of the season too. So like, yep. and, and Galladay, I think he's already like 27, 26, 27. I think he's older than what people think he is. Um, I could be wrong on that, but so I think like in that was a great 20 is 27 right now. Yeah. See, like, so he's older than people think he is. Um, like when I was talking about that with a buddy of mine, they had no idea that he was, he was 27 and the 27 is not old. 24. Neither of these are old. They are a little bit older than probably either. Anybody would guess. But even if like you have them remotely close, those three years plus a first on top of it, like even if you don't, even if you don't take the pick, like you said, we know that that pick is going to increase in value going into the draft next year to where it's like you could buy God a plus back next year if you wanted to for that pick. So it's pretty like the, the value alone, if you're just taking out names and just looking at value, the value is significantly on the Deontay side. And I don't think it's close at all for me. All right, so um, so for any contenders out there, um, we decided we wanted to talk a little bit about some late season trade targets for contenders to to, to kind of go out and and buy. Um, Rocky, who were your 
your buys for this uh, for upcoming contenders for to, to kind of take them over the top for us this season? I had a few this uh, for this year. Um, I, I mostly tried to go with guys you could get cheaper. Um, so one of the ones I uh, I have down here is Cole Beasley. Um, he's someone you can get real cheap. Uh, he'll give you a floor of almost uh, 10 points almost every week. Um, we saw last week he can occasionally give you beyond that. He had 100 yards, a uh, touchdown, uh, I think 20-some points. And, and nobody really cares about Cole Beasley. So I think he's a guy you can easily get for like a second, maybe even a late second, um, especially on a non-contending team. Um, so I don't know. Do we want – Just go ahead and go through all yours. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to say. Um, the other two I was looking at were both running backs. Again, guys, I think you can get cheap. Um, James Conner uh, has a nice schedule coming up. I actually wanted to ask you guys about that, too. Um, if you look at – I mean, maybe we can get into that after we go through all the guys. But if you look at, at playoff schedules in Dynasty or or not. But uh, James Conner and, and the other guy have actually has a fairly decent schedule. It was just Raheem Mostert. Um, he's kind of forgotten, I think, because he's been hurt so much. But they're saying you could come back after the bye – They've shown that they're basically going to make him, even though it's just shared backfield, they've shown they're basically going to make him the guy when he's there. Um, and maybe they back off that a little since he's been hurt so much. I don't know. Um, but I don't know if they want Nick Mullins tossing the ball over the place anyway. So I, I like Mostert a lot. Um, he's produced pretty much. He's only played, I think, in four games so far, but every game has been been really solid. So. Those are the three guys I think. I don't know. I don't know if any of them cost you a first at this point. Especially Connor is coming off a couple of down games, um, but I think five of his last six opponents are, are in bottom half of the league in rushing defense, and uh, and Mostert again because he hasn't been around. I, I just don't think people are really valuing him as highly as maybe they should. I don't know how much of a future he has beyond this year or any of these guys do, but uh, I definitely think they can help a contender down the stretch as depth pieces at least um especially given this uh you know all the injuries and potential you know covid miss games and things like that so uh what, what do you guys think of those three guys i will i love your cole beasley take uh <laughs> problem for me is i i can't go add him to a lot of teams because he's on just a ton of my teams i mean he's a, he's a guy <laughs> that i i've had him on my team since like dallas i mean he, he was always a guy that i he was always on the waiver wire. <laughs> like I never had to pay anything for him. And I, I, so many times I would pick him up off the waiver wire, throw him into my starting lineup against anybody else that I had on my bench. Like he was just a better option and he still is a better option. And you're right. Not only is he not going to cost you a first, I don't even know if he costs you a second. Like yeah. if somebody has Cole Beasley on their roster and they get an offer of a third, they're like, Oh, well that third, I can just hit the lottery. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you'll hit the lottery and maybe they'll end up being as good as Cole Beasley. Again, he is not – I never count on Cole Beasley. Uh, there's a lot of times Russ and I have talked several times along with Matt. We have Beasley on a team where we all try own, trio own. Uh, we all own together. And Beasley is always the guy that, like, we pull him out every single damn week. And he always ends up outscoring whoever we pulled him out for. Uh yeah. He's kind of like the poor man's, uh, maybe not this year, but the poor man's uh, Jarvis Landry, who, uh, you know, no, that's he's a, got no upside. Fantastic. People don't, yeah, don't, don't want him or don't care about him. But, but, but he'll just give scored. you points. Yeah, he gives you points. He always, he's so 
That's why I've ended up at this point. I stopped dropping him. <laughs> I stopped putting him back on the waiver wire uh, because I ended up just every I picked him up so many times. I was like, I'm just going to keep him. I'm going to roster him. I'm going to play him. I he like he has almost no trade value. I just looked it up and I'll I'll, I'll pimp my dynasty trade calculator affiliation. <laughs> um, it's equal to a third. Like that's the value. That that's to me that's basically no value because I don't consider thirds to be all that valuable. Agreed. So I would much rather just roster Cole Beasley. I throw him in my starting lineups so frequently. And yeah, he goes out, gets me, you know, 10, 15 points. Occasionally he breaks 20 and it's like, holy mackerel. That was, uh, that was, but he never scores zero. Like ever. Right. He never scores zero. He's always going to get, you know, four or five catches, 40 to 50 yards. Sometimes he scores a touchdown. And if he scores two touchdowns, holy moly, like you're, <laughs> you're set. So, I love that. Uh, James Conner, I, I like that buy too. Uh, we'll get to mine. I also have a Steeler as the offer. Mostert, that one scares me. Um, <laughs> it's a San Francisco 49ers running back. What the hell? I'm not investing anything in that. Uh, it, it, it depends on cost. Obviously, everything is cost relative. I don't want to give a second for Mostert, and I think that's what you'd have to get. Yeah, I give. think so. I don't think you're going to get him for a third. If I can play, you know, assuming this is a league where you have a decent amount of flexes and it's not some league where you only play running backs and only play wide receivers, I'd rather start Cole Beasley than Mostert every single week. So uh, he's going to be cheaper than Mostert, and he's better. So I would not I, – I can't get on board with that that one because he's yeah. – it just worries me. I don't like that. I don't like that backfield on that team. Too scary. Yeah, I'm right there. I love the Beasley. I actually was going to submit an offer for him today in a league I'm contending because the guy was like, he's got one win on the season. He's just trying to get anything he can. And then he somehow turned uh, Beasley into Odell Beckham. There's more to that story. No, so, but it's, it's Beasley, Alex Smith, and Jamal Williams for Odell Beckham. So it's basically like he that's didn't give up anything. Still, that's still yeah. giving up. He's just got a free, I mean, he yeah. got a free Odell Beckham Jr. That's, uh, yeah. What? I've that's said on insane. this podcast, I'm out on Beckham, but that, that still is ridiculous. <laughs> Yikes. So I, he was sitting there and he was like talking about it. He's like, Beasley, come get him for a third. And I was like, okay, I'm there. And then I turn around. I'm like, wait, what? You, Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, Beasley, like you can still that get him for a third. That hates Odell Beckham. Or you said they got Alex Smith. Uh, they need they... a quarterback. Okay. That's, yep. <laughs> that's what it is. There, it's, it's a super flex league, and they just lost like Breeze and Locke or something like that. Yeah, his quarterbacks are he's got um Stafford and Watson, so he was not he's not terrible at quarterback. Um, but it's a ridiculous give up. Yeah, good. Lord. I offered Sorry him, I was like, last. yeah, I was like, I tried to give him Brandon Cooks for Beckham just because I knew he was panicking and he needed points in his lineup. I was like, I'll give you Cooks in a, in a third, and he's like, no, 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 and then he does this. So. You anyway. didn't have Alex Smith. <laughs> That's um, but yeah, uh, I I can't buy mustard either. Like I just, it's not just the San Francisco backfield. It's just that whole team right now. That their their direction, that offense. I just I don't really want any part of it. Um, I I like the Connor take, and I know a lot of people are out on him. So I think you can still get him for for something that's not going to break the bank for you as a contender. I think you might be able to get him for a second. Yeah. That's yeah, what think. that's what I think you can get them for. Um, there's a lot of running backs in that category. I had one on mine, um, but there's a lot of 
running backs kind of in that in that same category. Chris Carson, David Johnson, probably Melvin Gordon now. Like, I'm not saying I love all those guys, but they're all like right in that second round value. Um, I I like targeting most of those oh, guys. Wow. Maybe you can't get Connor for that. I again, calculators are what they are. I don't trust them. I'm just using it for a reference, but yeah, they definitely value him as a first. I think that's wrong. Update that calculator because I, I I bet you James Connor for a second would be attractive to the James Connor owner if they're not in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. yeah. And especially I think the last two weeks he's been like under like seven or eight points. Um, so they definitely they might be falling out of the playoffs because you're not getting enough from James Conner. So I, I can definitely see a, a, a guy middle of the pack or lower selling um, for a second. Um, and I get what you guys are saying about Moster. I would but just in PPR. I mean, he, not that he's a big PPR guy, but I was just looking at it. I mean, he's only played four games, but he has 15 points or more in three of them. I, I still think I, I know the San Francisco backfield. They like to use a lot of guys. I still think they lean towards him. Um, it, it, when he's when he's healthy, but you know, like like I said earlier, maybe with the injuries, um, maybe not. I don't know. But uh, Dustin, why don't you get into yours? Yeah, so I'll make mine pretty quick. I already kind of talked about one of them um, with running backs, and it's Chris Carson. Um, Chris Carson always misses a couple games in the year, and the last couple of years they've been towards the end of the season. So now that he's missed them in the, in the middle and he's going to come back for, for the playoffs. Um, I love buying Chris Carson right now. And I, I like buying him right this week when he's not going to play again. Um, and I think you can get him for, you know, a, an early second and maybe a, another piece on top. So I like that. And then I really like getting Adam Thielen. Um, and you can definitely use the age argument with Adam Thielen. He scored touchdowns in every single game but two this year. He's already at nine touchdowns, and like that that offense just seems to be be clicking again. And his people still aren't caught up to what he's doing. And so I think that he's somebody that I'm fine buying. Um, you know, late first to to put me over the top um, in in the playoffs. So those are those are my two. Um, I went for some some older guys that people might be out on and. Um, but I think Carson's going to have a, a big playoff stretch and Thielen's having a, a, a great year, even with how good Jefferson's been doing. I, I like both these options. Uh, Chris Carson is one that I actually discussed with uh, a guy, I think it was Matt, uh, in a, on a co-owned team. And we're trying to figure out what we can do. We want to win. <laughs> uh, and we know that we could sure up some places. And like adding Chris Carson is, is an option that we discussed. We like his schedule. We do. I definitely look at playoff schedule at this point. I mean, you're kind of foolish not to. Um, you play this game for one reason, right? To beat the hell out of other people. No, to, you play. You play to win the game. Um, so to me, winning is fun, right, John? <laughs> winning, <laughs> winning is fun. It's really fun. <laughs> like if you don't know that, you should try it. It's fun. Uh, it's more fun than not winning. It's really easy, really easy equation. Winning greater than not winning. Um, so I mean, I definitely look up playoff schedules. Carson's got a nice one coming up. Uh, that's going to be helpful. And the fact that he has been injured probably means you can get him a little bit lower right now. The person that had Carson definitely wasn't being helped by Carson, so they're probably you know 
maybe their record's not as good. They're looking the next year already because they were relying on Carson. He let him down. So naturally, he's the reason that they got let down. They're going to want to get rid of him. Uh, plus, it's just sound strategy. If you're if you're out of it, you should be selling running backs. Don't carry them from year to year. You only want running backs if you're winning. So running backs should be affordable on any non-winning team. <laughs> so, And Chris Carson's going to show up on a lot of non-winning teams right now, partly because he's been injured. So, I, I mean, I, I do. I definitely like the Chris Carson. That's that's a player that I've been targeting. I always like to target Adam Thielen. <laughs> I mean, he's Kirk Cousins likes to target Adam Thielen. He's always cheap. Uh, nobody ever has valued Adam Thielen appropriately. Uh, even when he was at his peak value, it wasn't enough. He's less than that now. It's not enough. Like, he is a good football player. He scores you fantasy points. Uh, so I, I've always liked Adam Thielen. I have him on a lot of rosters because he, he's a guy that I always add because he's always affordable. So I like both those calls. Yeah, I'm with you, especially especially on Thielen. I think I think he was a really obvious one that, that, that – anybody should be targeting. I mean, the assumption with obviously with all this is that you're doing it with a guy who's not contending or, or is falling out of the playoffs. So uh, if that's the case, I mean, Dylan's producing at a low end wide receiver one level this year. Um, he's, he's had some down games, but he, he's definitely had some boom games as well. He's got a, t- a 20, 26, a 29, a 31. So yeah, I'm right there with, with Thielen. So and uh, we're, in, we're in dynasty, like everybody that plays in dynasty, watches Minnesota and thinks one thing about their wide receiver core. They don't think about Adam Thielen anymore. Oh, yeah. Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. Love Justin. I absolutely love Justin Jefferson. And, and if they not, think anything not, else about that wide receiver core, they think not enough volume. So. <laughs> so it's, it's not a slight to him, but people just automatically then say, well, because Justin Jefferson is so good, Adam Thielen's not. And, so and it makes him affordable. And he's 30, which if you're 28 at this point in Dynasty, you're dead. So, um. well, <laughs> I mean, no, that's for running backs. Yes. <laughs> for wide receivers. Eh. Uh, no, no. Eh. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be. But uh, especially especially when they're not it's scoring close. points it's in close. the offseason. Yeah. yeah. The, the, 28, 29. It's like, oh, my God, I, I need to get rid of this guy before he falls off. I, I guess mean, when we're, not- we're heading. Yeah. It's not completely wrong because the talent that comes in every year right now, I honestly, I, the turnover goes so much faster than it did a few years ago. I've only been playing Dynasty for like four years now, five years maybe. In that time span, I mean, the, the amount of talent that is coming into the NFL every single year, it's better than it was five years ago. It's way better than it was 10 years ago. So, Anytime somebody says, well, you know, the age cliff was is 30, it's 31, because if you look back for the last 15 years, I don't think you can do that. I love I loved data analysis. I love it when people do it. But when I look at it, that's, that's one thing that I always look at. How far back are you looking? I don't think you can take a sample size of the last eight years. The, the talent that is coming into the NFL, college football has changed a little bit in the last eight years. High school football has changed in the last eight years. Like these people are coming into the NFL at a different level than what they were eight years ago. Athletes in general are just better now than they were eight years ago. So like, it's silly to say 
that younger doesn't matter. It really does matter. It really does. I, I know there are people that say that it doesn't, but you have to go back further than you probably should be looking to make it not matter. I agree you know, about the, the four years. It's it's a, it's impactful. I agree about the infusion of talent, but at the same time, and again, this maybe goes to some of what you were saying about how far back you're looking, but uh, from from stuff that other people much smarter than me have done, 26, 27 to, to 29 or so is generally a receiver's prime. Also. Oh, yes. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not saying that's old. Uh, yeah. But, but okay. you said 30. Like, 30 is the benchmark for receivers. Oh, yeah. People get, saying, people I, get I, nervous I at 30. 30. I think yeah. now people are getting nervous at 28. Like I, I think you're, and I think they're kind of right to do that. Not nervous, but but at that point, at 28, a guy is, he is approaching the end. And if you can change that to a 22 year old, good lord! I mean, we're all stupid dinosaurs. I guess if it's chasers, the right 22 year old, but at the same time, Nuke is 28, and 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 Adams. Be twenty eight next year. And Nuke is still my number one dynasty. Exactly, yeah, but that's my point. Is, is that <laughs> I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> people, yeah, people, and just I think they over even on these elite. I mean, Thomas. I mean, again, he's not been great, you know, because he's been hurt. But he he's twenty seven, twenty eight, and I mean, there's definitely worries about him that people were already talking about even I think before the injury. So I, I just think people. Get too too worked up in the in the, too early on age is is my thing. Um, I, I think I, some people ignore it too much and others factor it in too much. I think there's got to be an in between. I actually like thirty does start to really concern me. Oh, I agree with thirty. Yeah. like thirty is a total concern. Julio is probably but, an outlier. Yeah, Julio is yeah. definitely an outlier. I mean, guys like that, there's just. They, they don't have to be productive anymore, as productive anymore, because there's somebody else that has joined their team now. I just made this argument about Adam Thielen and why I want to go get him because Justin Jefferson's on the team. There is some truth to that, the fact that Justin Jefferson is now on the team, and he's good. He is going to command. He's not going to get targets. He's going to command targets because he's good. So, like, that is going to take a little bit away from Thielen, which is why he's discounted. But he's still not – he's still he's still better than what he is – what you have to invest for him. So Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, every single player is an individual situation, so you can't draw some massive conclusion. I don't know. Okay, so, John, let's get into okay. yours. All right, so I went high side and low side. Uh, expensive? You asked if I consider playoff schedule. Uh, yes, I do. Heavily. <laughs> I right now will pay a decent amount for Derrick Henry. <laughs> uh, I want to win leagues. Guess what Derrick Henry does in fantasy football at the end of the fantasy football season? He wins leagues for you. Plus, oh my God, have you seen his schedule? Have you looked up Derrick Henry's schedule? I'm looking yeah. at it right now. I know. I was just pulling oh it up. Oh my yeah. God. Like, you just have to be foaming at the mouth when you're looking at it. It's, yeah, I, yeah. I will pay. I will pay a lot. I guess, I guess we should say for the listeners, schedules. it's Jaguars, Lions, Packers in the playoffs. Yeah. Like that is, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just, that's amazing. So, and he, and he has a reputation of going off around yes. fantasy playoff time. So <laughs> this is yep. when bad teams, bad teams give up. Bad teams don't feel like tackling Derrick Henry. Exactly. I mean, they're not stupid. This is a business decision as uh, I think that was what Deion Sanders always said, right? Like he's going to make a business decision. He's not going to tackle. Some guy that's going to risk his future career. Um, 
Yeah, so I actually just gave up Zeke and uh, last week Zeke and Evan Ingram in a non-premium league for for Henry, and I'm I'm loving it. I, I think that's <laughs> I, I, again long term. I think that's a loss. I, I think Evan I think uh, Evan Ingram could be that be the reason that's the loss. Zeke, Derrick Henry, to me about even uh, for the future. For right now. <laughs> And so, I'm, I'm, right I'm, yeah, now, I'm a contender in that league, yeah. second in points. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's you overpaid, but who cares? Oh my god, you didn't overpay because you could. You if you win the league, it's not an overpay. If you win the league, you won the money. You won. Winning's greater than not winning, so it doesn't matter what it takes. It does. You can't really overpay by that like a ton, but you didn't overpay too much. And again, it's, it's a non-premium, and I have Hawk, so. Yeah, I mean, I was okay so, with it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think that's a great trade, and that's the kind of move. Like I said, like I said, Matt and I were literally we talked through a bunch of scenarios where we were looking at how we can improve. One of them was Zeke straight up for Derrick Henry. Like, can we make that happen? What do we have to add? Can we do Zeke to Aaron Jones? Um, that both of those Zeke should Zeke should be valued higher. Uh, to anybody that's a non-contending team, like in theory, you know, he's, it seems like Zeke would have more value than Aaron Jones or Derrick Henry. So those people could improve their future and we could improve our now. Like uh, that's a, it's a move that I love making at this time of year. It looks like it's a loss on paper. Your, your trade of Zeke and Evan Ingram for Derrick Henry probably looks like a loss on paper. You put that in any calculator I bet it's a loss. There's no button on any calculator that says, but I won money. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not factored in. You put that poll up on Twitter and it says, you know, Derrick Henry for Zeke and Evan Ingram. It's probably going to come out to favoring the Zeke and Evan Ingram side. Agreed. But if you put it up and it said Derrick Henry plus winning the championship <laughs> <laughs> versus uh, uh, Evan Ingram, Zeke. I bet you it comes up with the winning the championship side. So it, yep. it's all it's all in how you phrase how you kind of look at it. To me, I'm willing to pay those costs to win. You have to make those moves. So Derrick Henry is on the expensive side. He's definitely not cheap. You have to pay to get him. You're not getting him from a contender. If you're looking in a league and he's on a contending team, don't even bother. Right. Because yeah, that person this was is a guy that was like four and five. I think that I got him from, and know. that's perfect. That's exactly yeah. what you want to do. If you can, if you're in a league where that's the scenario, people should not carry running backs from year to year if they're not winning. It's it's a it's a loss. It's an absolute loss. So they should be looking to get out of running backs. If you can give that trade and you can add, Derrick Henry should be on contenders everywhere. He should not be on. He should not be on other rosters. Uh, so that's my expensive one. I do have a cheap one, and this is. Obviously, I always assume super flex because you shouldn't play any other way. Go get Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, like, I, I want Ben Roethlisberger down the stretch. He always performs for you uh, unless he's hurt. And going down the stretch, he's he does have the Bills and the Bengals. He absolutely obliterates the Bengals. He does have the Colts in week, week 16, which is a little bit concerning. I'm willing to risk that. Honestly, when I get to the championship, I feel like I've accomplished my goal. Whether I win or lose a championship, that ends up being, you know, a one-game variance thing. I'll take my chances on Ben Roethlisberger. 
putting up enough points against the Colts. I, I don't know that the Colts are all that great. They look like it's a bad matchup for him, but he definitely shits on the Bengals <laughs> every <laughs> single time he plays them. I, I used to be a Bengals fan. I've seen him do it. If you get to week 15, he is going to help you advance to week 16. And Maybe. I was going to make that same point that you just said. If you get to the championship game, then <laughs> then you, you take that risk and see what happens there. Yeah. So you've probably cashed. Uh, and I, and yeah. he's he's probably cheap. If you need if you need a Drew Brees replacement, you're getting a better option down the stretch than Drew Brees if you go get Ben Roethlisberger, and he's probably going to be cheaper than Jameis Winston. Uh, you know, Ben's old. People don't know how long he's going to last. Maybe he has a Next year, maybe I don't. I don't think people are really counting beyond that. So, I think people that have Jameis probably value Jameis long term above what they value Ben. Go get Ben; he's cheap. If he's not on a winning team right now, take him. Relieve that person of that burden of an old quarterback. <laughs> Give them a second. Who cares? Take Ben and just ride him to the championship. Yeah, I love the Ben one. Um, I, I kind of think most starting quarterbacks probably people are going to want to first for maybe you can get them for two seconds. Um, if they're, if they're not a winning team, they might, yeah, they might. Yeah. So they might just want those picks. Um, uh, any thoughts, Dustin, before we move on to find me a trade? Yeah. Um, I think big Ben, like you're saying, I think you can easily get him for a second and I would pay that all day contender. And I would, I would add a, another, another small piece to get that deal done. I've seen him um, traded for seconds and in quite a few leagues, so I think that a second is something that you could you could get done. I don't know that you'll have to pay more, but depending on where my team is at, I might I might push that into a late first if I really needed to. But I think a second and like a like a upside piece, like maybe a Paris Campbell or something like that, like some uh, some sort of that that deal that's going to make that a team that's not contending to give them just a little bit more to look forward to in the future would, would help get that done. Um, but I love that target and you guys, I, I love Henry. So I'm all for buying Derrick Henry. So I'm not even a huge Derrick Henry fan. It's just the fact that like you can see the writing on the wall of what's coming for the next few weeks. Yep. It's going to be Derrick Henry time. He's going to be on championship teams. And so I'd rather pay up and get him. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to face him in the playoffs. Like I said, he's going to knock me out. I'd rather use him. And it's crazy. I was already done this multiple years, and and it's hard to see him not doing it again this year. You you know what? Does he always just have this awesome schedule at the end of the year? Like what the hell? You know, once the weather drops, you know, like they just turn into running, and that's just when he shines. You know, I really think a part of it is just teams don't like their teams that are out of it. They don't care. Like. Yep. Dude, if you're a who was who was his uh what was his uh who did he play again? Did he play the Jags in there or whatever? Jags, like, uh, Bengals and Packers. Yeah, well the Packers. I think it was the, the Packers will be well they they might be in it but like done at that point like completely so they don't you know, like it unaffected. The Jags and Bengals, there's no chance that somebody's gonna. Not gonna I'm sorry, anything. it's Jags and Lions. I, I just oh, don't want anybody yeah. to call me out on that. Since Jags right. and Lions. Either yeah. Way. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't think the Lions yeah. bother tackling anybody. Anyway. No. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's gonna run all over them. It's gonna be it's gonna be big numbers. I don't know how you can't. Like, I don't know how you, anybody. I don't know how he fails. I don't know how he's gonna be the number one running back on DraftKings for the next. Like, well, yes, it's coming. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. coming. Derrick Henry time is coming. 
And uh, uh, just for for because I know he's going to be listening at some point. This is a little bit of an inside joke, but Russ, I'm not going to say it. We're just going to move on to find me a trade. Find me a trade. Uh, <laughs> and our next and speaking of Russ, Russ Fisher, that is our submission this week is uh, from Rust. At oh, terrible. terrible. Um, yeah, we terrible. actually. Uh, I'm so gonna mention mad. <laughs> I'm going to mention this at the top too because we actually are out of listener submissions. So, so Russ was guest host last week. He gave me a roster to use for this week. But if anybody's listening out there, um, we like I said, we are all caught up on listener submissions. So, if you want to send something in, you can send it to the Twitter handle that we'll give at the end of the show, um, or at uh, dynastyjunkies at gmail.com. Or I'm sorry, is that Dynasty Junkies Pod, Dustin, or? At- Dynasty Junkies Pod. Pod. I always forget at gmail.com um, or to either of our, well, or to my individual Twitter handle. So, um, anyway, getting into this, um, it's from uh, Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse. Team is Dynasty Outhouse. Dustin, give the settings and then we'll move on to the roster. Yeah. So it's a 12 team PPR Superflex 1.75 tight end premium and it's got 0.05 per return yards. Um, 32 main rosters, four taxi. Um, you start 10. It's a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and six flex. One of those is super flex. Um, so his roster, um, so at quarterback, he's got Rodgers and Lamar. Um, he doesn't really have much else unless Driscoll or Bethard gets you, gets you going. Um, at running Step back. one, cut Andrew Luck. <laughs> I, Get over hey, it, Russ. Cut him. It's not going to happen. Um, yeah, he's got luck there too. <laughs> at, at running back, he's got, let's see, he's got, uh, Tevin Coleman, Gus Edwards, Naheem Hines, Carlos Hyde, Sony Michelle, Peterson, and Keyshawn Vaughn. So, so he doesn't don't, have don't, running backs. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a typical rush. I was just going to say, yeah. which is typical for us. <laughs> um, at wide receiver, he's got, I love his wide receivers. He's got Hopkins. Hopkins, Marvin Jones, C.D. Lamb, Calvin Ridley, Thielen. Um, then he's got like Jakeem Grant, Dontrell Inman, Tim Patrick, Hunter Renfro. So he's fine there. And then at at um, tight end, he's got Ertz and Kelsey. So he's completely fine there. So I guess um, I'll get right into my trade. Um, so I don't think so. Russ is five and five, and he's I think fifth in points right now, which shocking me because I don't think that he's I, I'm really right there contender. with you on that being shocking. <laughs> I was surprised yeah. to see that. I I don't like I I don't see him being a contender, but I also don't think he's super far away. Um, so what I did is, and I know I talked about Adam Thielen being a buy earlier for a contender, but since Russ isn't a contender, I have him trading Adam Thielen. So my trade is trading Adam Thielen and Zach Ertz to Emiskin for Dallas Goddard and McCole Hardman. Emiskin's in first place, but I think he could use a little bit of um, wide receiver depth. Um, he's got a wide receiver. He's got Tyreek Hill, and then he has Robert Woods, Emmanuel Sanders, Chase Claypool, and McCall Hardman. So he doesn't have a lot of, of depth there. So I think him getting Thielen into his lineup helps him. And it's a, and it, he also gets to move McCall Hardman. Like with Tyreek, he's not going to play to to Kansas City wide receivers, and I like using this to get out of Ertz for Russ and getting Goddard, especially in a one point seven to five tight end premium. Um, 
like Goddard hasn't started hitting yet since coming back from injury. So I think now is the time to buy him and you're buying back years um, from Thielen to Hardman. So um, that was my trade. What do you guys think? I like that a lot. I, I don't know the league enough to know if that would be something that would go through uh, my experience in with some tight end premium owners is that they overvalue tight end to a crazy amount, but it, like you, like you said, he, he's not really helping him right now. If he's a contender, Thielen's going to be a lot more attractive to him. If you can make that deal happen. I like that a lot. And Russ should definitely do that. Russ is not a contender. He is in the worst spot possible. Looks like he sold his picks too to try to make a run at being in the middle of the pack. Um, I don't know how he lost his picks, but when I looked at the pick report, he doesn't have them. And no. this, I, Russ, I love you, buddy. But this is a team that is definitely not going to win at all. And you're also not going to get any draft equity. At this point, you got to blow it up. <laughs> Usually that means you sell all your running backs. You don't have any valuable ones of those. Um, so you do have to look at the receivers next that have value. It, you know, Thielen is the one that probably has to go because he wants to save the other ones as much as it pains me. Probably could look at Nuke too uh, because he's going to give a big return. But uh, you're, you're, Russ is right in the middle of the pack, and he's not he's not going up, but he's not going down. Like he's going to be stuck there. And that's, to me, that's like, that's dynasty death. I do not want to be... I don't want to be the last playoff team ever. And I don't want to be the first playoff team out. Like that's just the worst place to be. Um, I, I'm with John on this. If you can get it done, I like it. Um, like you said, I just, uh, Dallas Goddard, uh, it just basically depends. People can be all over the place on him, especially in a 1.75 tight end premium. Uh, I do think it helps that he hasn't produced a ton since he came back. Um, and I, I don't have any problem. Like you said, I, I don't know that he can really contend, even though I kind of went in a different direction than, than you two did. Um, but but I have no problem with this trade if he can get it done. It's just a matter of how highly the other owner values got her. And I do think people are super down on Ertz. Um, so I, I don't know how much he adds. But um, if, you're, if you're in Russ's situation, let's say you make that trade or you make that offer and it gets countered. Goddard for Thielen, straight up. What are you guys doing then? Yeah, I would do that. Uh, I would do that. So you're just, when you're opening with asking for Hardman, you're asking for a little bit more than you're kind of hoping to get. Like, you're you're really okay with just getting Goddard, right? Which, which is what Russ does anyway. <laughs> uh, sometimes. I don't know. I, and I, it's not an unfair offer. It's, it's really not. Like, Thielen for Goddard and... Hardman's not an unfair offer, but if it gets countered with just Goddard, I kind of I'm bet still, you, I kind of I'm bet still fine. With that. I, I I'm am still, still, yeah. Um, but like I was like looking at Russ's roster and like in 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 TA scoring, um, Naheem Hines is running back 15. Like you can add him in to try to sweeten it a little bit. Like, sure, I'm not losing any sleep, I'm not losing any sleep over Naheem Hines. Nope. So nope. if you can add running back 15. To try to get just the deal done, I like that offer a lot better. Add in, don't even add it in. Start with that offer of Thielen and Hines, who like I don't have any. What the hell? I don't. I have no value of him for next year. Then you might actually get Hardman and Goddard back, which I love getting those two back. 
I think that's the offer to make. It I, yeah, I really like that like, adding Heinz. Started in, out yeah. that way. Yeah, like, like he's a Heinz is attractive right now for no goddamn good reason because like Jonathan <laughs> Taylor's there, freaking Frank, right? Just use Jonathan Taylor. Um, but hey, it's yeah, it's it's a piece that a contender might look at and say, oh, you know, I didn't even, I would never would have even thought about that, but now that somebody's making me think about it, that's a good move. So I'll add him. That's I think that's I think. And Hines is in, coming off his best game of the season. Yeah, I think you want to come in looking like a stronger offer because I think it's more likely to get accepted then. And then you might yep. actually get Hardman and Goddard. And that's a, I think that's a win for Russ. I don't think it's a terrible loss for the contending team because yep. they're getting pieces that are going to help them for the next few weeks. That's the kind of deal that gets made right now. Obviously, I don't want to say right now before the trade deadline because Russ would kill me. Because there should not be trade deadlines, <laughs> and and this is a trade addicts league, so I'm fairly certain there is no trade deadline. There is definitely no trade deadline. <laughs> uh, we'll get into let's get into yours, John, because uh, I have a feeling you guys aren't going to like mine after we just had that discussion. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to scroll we'll down save to that for the end. Going. Now I'm curious. <laughs> All right, I'll look at it later when you go over it. Um. So what what did you have, John? So mine. Uh, looking at Russ's roster, like I said, when I first looked at that roster, I, I, I thought, ah, this team doesn't have running backs. There's no way they have a chance to win. You simply, you can't win without running backs. You, you have to have them. And I know we all just kind of touted Heinz. Um, <laughs> I don't think you're <laughs> counting on him to win. Uh, and that's the only one Russ has. So I looked at it and thought, ah, oh, but he's got good quarterbacks and he's got Good tight ends. He's got decent receivers. Russ always has good receivers. So I bet he's a middle of the pack team. He's sure enough, smack dab in the middle. So for me, if I can't go up to get the win, because I don't see, I don't see any way Russ looking at the other rosters in this league. I don't see any way for him to add. He doesn't have the draft pick capital in the future to try to add a piece to make the leap to winning. If you can't make that leap, <laughs> to me, you have to go the other direction. You have to go further. You have to look to go down. Uh, so I immediately look for what piece is the most valuable that's going to get me stuff back. In this particular league, because it's 1.75, it's Travis Kelsey. I, I like Travis Kelsey a lot. But for me, what I would immediately try and do is I would be reaching out to the – the first thing I did was look up the George Kittle owner. Unfortunately, he's also – out of the playoffs, has no chance to be in there. So then I moved to the Mark Andrews owner. Same situation, also <laughs> out of it, which sucks because those are the first two that I would try to turn Travis Kelsey into. I would still try it. Um, the, the folks that have Mark Andrews, especially right now, Mark Andrews has not been doing what we want Mark Andrews to do. <laughs> so if you could, I would flip Kelsey straight up for Andrews. Because of that age difference, you're buying back so many years. But I don't think it has to be straight up right now. Again, the owner that has Andrews might not be on board with paying up to get to Kelsey because they're also not competing. So in an ideal scenario, they'd be competing. Then I think it's an easy pay up. I'd still approach that Andrews owner, and I would see. I would test the waters, find out if you could get Andrews plus something for Kelsey. I'd be fine doing it straight up because I like Andrews that much. I know he's not been great this year. I still think he has a bright future. I'm a fan. 
So I would still make that move. But I think right now you might still be able to get a little more. Tight ends don't go away super fast. So even the teams that aren't contending, if you look at the team that has Andrews, they have like the entire first round next year. I mean, they, 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 they have a freaking ton load of picks. So I'm pretty sure that that's a mindset of, I'm not competing now, but I'm going to immediately compete when I add all these draft picks. And if I can put Travis Kelsey on this team, that's going to help me. So that's the that's the trade that I, I would bring to the table. I would look to turn Travis Kelsey into Mark Andrews plus something if possible. That that was the point I was going to bring up because uh, the, the trade I had was with this guy. And I, I actually do, I think, like both your trades better than mine as I'm looking at it right now. But um, uh, that that would be the only concern I'd have is a guy who does have five firsts. And, and he if you look at it, he's got a lot. He's he also has a lot of young. youth. Yeah, yeah he, a lot of times those guys just he's looking to you know draft all those guys and just yeah. go super young and, and doesn't want to Kelsey. It depends on how he's looking at it. Um, so uh, he also has hot. Thielen's the right yeah. one to move. When I got to the yeah. sheet, he was already taken, <laughs> so I had to move somewhere else. So I like the Thielen move to a contender. Uh, Kelsey to a contender. Nobody had no like the contending rosters I looked at. Nobody had anything that I thought would really bring back the right value right um so dustin do you have anything on that one or i'll just get in okay i'll get into mine then um which again i don't love and i kind of i agree with what you're saying i don't know that he can contend but at the same time if you look at these rosters even the teams that are at the top their their rosters aren't that great either um, and, and I had no idea what to do at Russ's roster. I'll be honest. Um, so uh, that's what happens but, when you're stuck but, in the middle. It's it's tough. But there's it's, an eight and two team. Tough. There's a few seven and three teams, and then Russ, yeah. and he's within a hundred points or less of all these teams somehow. I don't know how, but he is. So uh, I couldn't find a good team, like a good trade. Uh, partially because that one guy has all the firsts, and I, I don't think he's going to give them up for, no, for the guys not. that Russ will give him. So I just decided I'm good. Even though Russ's team is middling, he's probably not going to win it. But he also doesn't have the he doesn't have a the, like you said the draft capital. Or I don't want to trade CD Lamb. Yes, CD Lamb um, to make a big move. So I just made a little baby trade to kind of hang in there, and maybe they, he's going to make the playoffs too, whether he wants to or not. If you look at at this league, he's like yeah, he fifth points and he's like a hundred points ahead of the seventh place team. So you're going to get it anyway. I, he, he only has one pick in the first three rounds the next two years. So I just threw that pick out there for Chase Edmonds. Um, just to add another little depth to his team. Maybe it helps him in the playoffs. Maybe you get lucky in this COVID injury season and, and you at least make the, the title game somehow. He, I mean, he's gotten to, to, to fifth in points with the roster. I don't think is a fifth and even points roster, but um, so uh, again, basically because like I said, I didn't know what to do with this team and I figured too, he can, he can always still blow it up next year. Um, it, it might not work in the off season because everybody gets all hyped for the rookies in the off season, but I've had some success with the, if you go August, early September, you can start blowing things up then. Um, with some of these guys and guys he has on his team will still be very good at that point. Like Hopkins and Kelsey will still hold a ton of value that he could, he could then trade out. So he might be giving up 2021 just to make this run that probably won't work. Um, but, but he's going to have that run anyway. Like I said, he's going to be in the playoffs. So 
I just threw out a little baby trade to try and help him a little bit. Maybe it helps in the playoffs. Maybe it doesn't. Chase Edmonds has been an RB2, even with Drake there. Um, so I agree with what you guys said about blowing it up. I just could, or, or at least, you know, starting to sell. I just couldn't find a good sell trade that I liked. So so that's what I went with. Any thoughts before before we uh, get to the end of the show here? I I love Edmonds personally. So I I hate giving up the second that because I think Russ needs draft. It is a late second, but a late, but a late second is I, I think good value for Edmonds. I like Edmonds. And I think that there's a non-zero chance that he's the guy next year. Drake was just on a transition tag this year. Like, so he's a free agent next year. I don't know that he's back. So I, I like buying Edmonds and I've been a, a pro Edmonds guy all, all season long. So I don't hate the value that he's getting back here, but I just don't, I don't, like not owning his picks, it doesn't really matter if he tanks or goes for it. Exactly, like, that was the other. It's not going to make a difference for him. Um, not owning his picks, um, he's just going to be stuck in the middle this year. Unfortunately, like I, he's not going to. There's not gonna enough that he's going to be able to do to go to the bottom, and it doesn't help him to go down there anyways. So, and it's a late second, so I'm fine with the deal. And the other thing I forgot to mention too was that it's to that same team that that John was talking about with the, the Andrews and, and Hawkinson that has all that's like half the first round. So he might jump on getting, you know, even a late second for Edmonds who he's probably not thinking is going to be a ton going into the future as well. Uh, John, any thoughts? So my problem with it is um, like we said, it's not going to put him over the top this year. No, it's not going to make a difference. <laughs> I said I did not know what to do with Russ's no, team. Basically, it's, it's, it's tough. But the the so when I don't know what to do with a team, if you don't know what to do with a team, there's only one option of what you can do with a team, and it's take yourself to the bottom. It's a lot easier to get to the bottom than it is to get to the top. It is hard to make that leap from the middle to the top. For me, it's again I've only played a few years in Dynasty. It's easier to go from the bottom to the top than it is from the middle to the top. Russ doesn't have anything coming into this team. Adding Chase Edmonds, maybe it works out. The best case scenario is Chase Edmonds is good and has the starter job next year. Do you know where that lands Russ next year? Right back nope. in the same damn spot. He's still not going to win it. So Honestly, I, I think I think Russ has to take a year. This year's you're right. He's going to make the playoffs. Like there, there's no yeah. way he's not. And my thinking too was that he barely has ten starters in a ten starter league anyway. So Edmonds would be gets, another starter for him. Maybe, maybe he gets lucky. Maybe gets lucky. Yeah, that was but, my thinking basically. But he's not. He's going to be. He's <laughs> he, he's he's a first round out. I mean, it's, it's that's what's going to come. It's a, even with Edmonds, it's not going to put him. He's not going to make championship game without a lot of, I mean, you're really betting on a lot of luck uh, for me. Looking, if I had this roster, the better thing for me to do is literally try and sell anybody that I don't think helps me for 2022. It's going to, he's going to have to spend all of next year because he can't invest in next year. Cause he has no picks. Russ, you gave up all your picks. Um, I know. I don't know where those picks went. <laughs> uh, I, I would love to look back at the transactions. It's it's probably all for Calvin Ridley, to be honest. Probably. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, 
But like the wide receivers you he has, they're going to be good for 2022. Lamar Jackson, still going to be solid for 2022. Andrew Luck, not so much. Uh, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, probably still going to be good for 2022, we think. That's, that's another reason that I kind of think Travis Kelsey is. That's two years from now. That's why I want to buy back the years from him. And next year, go into it with the mindset of, I don't want to end up in the middle. You've got to just don't have running backs on your team. Don't have Hines. Don't have Adrian Peterson, who probably scored in points at the beginning of the year. Don't even have them on your team. Like rostering them means you end up playing them. And that just hurts you in the long run. Put yourself in a position. I mean, Russ knows this too. Like he knows if you don't have running backs, you don't win. That's why you only put running backs on your team when you can win. Having running backs that are in the middle, finish you in the middle. (laughs) Like, so you have to get them off your roster and you have to take a total zero at that position almost. But doing that makes it so you end up at the bottom and then you get the running backs that are difference makers. Uh, Me looking at this team, that's, that would be my plan. I would not try it because if I add Chase Edmonds, he's probably going to put my ass back in the middle next year. (laughs) And that's, to me, that's a a loss. I did kind of, blow by it right at the end real quick of everything I said there. But my thinking was too, that it would just be to try and help this year. And then you're basically giving up 2021. And like I said, you might not be able to sell all these guys in the off season for as much as you'd like. Um, You might have to do it. Like I said, I, I had a league where I was trying to blow it up all off season. And I finally started being able to sell a bunch of guys um once we got to like august september so you're you're basically giving up 2020 you probably have to give up 2021 anyway so um yeah, 2021 is dead yeah he's not so, gonna win this year he's not gonna win next year my thinking was get him hope you get lucky i don't really care that much about that second and and then you start selling hopkins and kelsey as they start scoring points in september next year um and get picks or young guys or things like yeah. that. I'm not thinking you keep Chase Edmonds either. If you, you know, yeah, if he gets the job, then you definitely get rid of Yeah, him. then you sell him and if Drake leaves, yeah. you sell him in the offseason and and you get at least that second back if not more. I think um, Russ has to get rid of Hines right now. Yeah. But like that should but, be the first move is getting rid of him. See if you can get a second. I don't know if you can get it. Get give Hines in a third for a second. Give him and, any contender and get a second. And as I said, I like your guys' uh, trades more. Um, so, <laughs> but but that's what I came up with. I, I purposely I try not to look at the, at the other, you know, Dustin and the other and the guest trade to come up with my own thing. Um, but once I saw I yours, I was like, those were better than mine. Make me. <laughs> <laughs> but but that'll wrap up find me trade, and uh, I think this may be the, the the longest show we've done, and I think maybe subconsciously, uh, I, maybe I, I wanted it to go on a bit long. I hear that a lot when I guest on shows. <laughs> I don't think it's just you, John. Because I, I never saying, shut up. I never uh, shut up. I'm sorry. I think maybe I wanted to go on a bit long because we we have a little bit of show news at the end here, Dustin. I'm I'm going to throw it to you, and then, then I'll talk about it. Yeah. So um, I want to appreciate everyone uh, giving me the opportunity to do this. Um, this will be my my last official um, episode with the Junkies. Um, I'm kind of stepping back. Um, just things with family and work um, is, is preventing me from being here on a consistent basis. So I will still be around, still jumping on here and there, still be on the DAP network as well. Um, but Rocky will be bringing on some new co-hosts and not sure what his plans are there. Um, but I just want to appreciate 
everybody for giving me the opportunity to talk on here and uh listening um the feedback's been awesome and getting to know a whole bunch of people in the community has been awesome so i appreciate everybody thank you all yeah and uh yeah just uh dust let me know earlier this week and it's still kind of hitting me um, I just, I want to thank Dustin for this. Uh, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for Dustin at this, uh, 31 episodes now. Um, and it, it just basically came out of, I think we made a joke in the TA three chat about doing a, a, ch a podcast with a junkie and an addict. Um, and Dustin's like, we going to do this. And I'm like, I guess so. Um, so I, I've really enjoyed it. I, I think we've, we've worked really well together. I, I appreciate you. Um, coming up with this idea, um, it's not something I don't think I ever would have done on my own. So I, I, I'm I'm very sad to see you go. Um, but but we've been friends before this. We're gonna be friends with it after this. So uh, you know I'm not losing Dustin, but the listeners are. I I just I just want to appreciate say I appreciate everything you've done. I appreciate you getting me to do this pod. I've loved it. I love talking with guys like John um, and and some of the other great guests we've had on the show. So, so thank you, Dustin. And I definitely expect you to be popping in every once in a while. Oh, I definitely will. And uh, thank you and good luck keeping it, keep it going. I know that I know you got the rain. So, and yeah, just to what Dustin said too, uh, I, we have some ideas for, for what we're going to do. I don't think I'm going to have a permanent co-host anytime soon, but we might be uh, subbing some people in here. Um, maybe I'll just do some pods with me and a guest. We'll see how it goes, but enough about that. We will sign off here, Dustin. Though I love you, I thank you for for the pod. But we got to finish up. So, John, uh, now you got to follow up that and just tell us everybody <laughs> that that big emotional moment where uh, now you just tell everyone all your stuff, so uh, so they can know where to follow you, where to find you, and all that. Well, I would like to announce my retirement from the fantasy <laughs> football community. No, <laughs> how the hell am I supposed to follow that up, dude? <laughs> like, there's no follow up to that. I, I should have let uh, you sign off first and then bend it to that. My no, bad. no, no, no. I'm glad I stick around for it. Uh, don't follow me. I don't care. Everybody, go give <laughs> everybody go give Dustin a goodbye and a thank you. So. <laughs> Okay, and then I'm just gonna give the usual stuff real quick. Uh, our Twitter handles at still uh, follow Dustin at Dynasty Junkie FF, as John said. Uh, I'm at Dynasty FF Attic. Follow the pod at Dynasty Junkies. If you like what you heard, please give a subscribe, rate, and review to both us at Dynasty Junkies and the DAP Network at DAP underscore Network. And I guess that will do it for this week. So Dustin, give us give us to us one last time. Junkies out.